I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do Hello everybody, I'm David Weeder and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. Glory to God. You know, the Lord gave us that name Covenant Living uh, it was actually <laughs> the way the way the broadcast and the program came about. My son and I years ago we would uh, we, one of our favorite times when we were on vacation is he and I would go to the the hot tub and uh, we'd just sit in the hot tub and we'd just start talking about the things of God and, and what's God talking to you about and what are you seeing in the Word and and we ended up talking for hours and uh, you know after a, a, a couple years we thought you know. We ought to put some of this on uh, on recording. This is good stuff. <laughs> so it's what we lived our life by, and as it proved out, and we saw results, uh, you know, we thought it, it could be beneficial to other people, and that's kind of how this broadcast came about. Covenant Living. If you listen to the full song uh, of the this in the intro, Covenant Man by Brother Kenneth Copeland, he talks about learning to live in the blessing of Abraham. Well, that's covenant talk. He's talking about the covenant that God established with Abraham that that reintroduced the blessing into the earth. The blessing of Abraham, if you trace it back, was originally the blessing of Adam when God blessed Adam and said, "Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, have dominion and subdue it." Well, Adam fluffed that off, you know, and and uh, and you kind of know we won't talk about a great deal of that, you know, bless God. But Abraham got it back. It was the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Adam, and then blessing of Noah. He told Noah the same thing, and then the blessing of Abraham. Glory to God! And you follow that over into the New Testament and go to Galatians chapter three, and you can see that that's why Jesus came, died on the cross so that we could be redeemed from the curse part of things and live in the blessing of Abraham. Only now, the covenant is between God, who cannot, cannot lie, and Jesus, who cannot lie. This covenant cannot be broken forever. Now, you can get out of fellowship with it, but it can't be broken, and it never will be. And if you look in through Hebrews, trace it through Hebrews, every word of this covenant, this, this covenant, this new covenant was sworn in the blood of Jesus, whereby we have adoption, saying, Abba, Father. But not only do we have adoption through this covenant by God Almighty? But the words of this covenant say that we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God. That was provided for the new birth. Born, our spirits born just like Jesus was of the word of God. The word became flesh. 
The Word recreated our spirits. We're born again. You've got the same DNA as Jesus spiritually. Glory to God. And it was through and on the basis and because of covenant. And as you learn to live in your covenant rights and privileges, that's what this broadcast these broadcasts are all about is learning how to live inside the covenant covenant living that's what it's about and that's why we come and we teach and we train and we encourage we lift up glory to god i'm so thrilled hey speaking of of my son and i and how these broadcasts started how have you been enjoying his teachings I'm I'm telling you, I am so thrilled with what the Lord is doing in his life. It is marvelous in my eyes. It is the Lord's doing. Glory to God. He's just having a a wonderful time in uh, Karis Bible College, Andrew Womack School, and teaching uh, some videos for this broadcast. He's doing his own videos for his own ministry YouTube channel as well. He just got married, glory to God, in February. He's starting his family. The Lord's blessing him. And such revelation flowing out of that young man and flowing through that young man from the Holy Ghost. I hope you've been enjoying it. Drop us a drop us a, 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 an email, at david at weederministries.org and, uh, and let us know what you think about his, about his teaching, about these teachings, how they've blessed your lives, glory to God. Well... I've got a timer going over here because, I mean, I get all I'll get all caught up in the word, and the next thing I know is two hours later, and and and, and I know you know these these broadcasts are a little shorter than two hours, but uh, anyway, Father, I thank you for the word. I thank you for this another opportunity to share, to preach, to teach. Glory to God, and I'm asking you for your anointing to flow through me beyond these words. There's no time nor distance in the realm of the Spirit. And I'm asking you that your healing power minister to, heal, miraculously deliver every person in the sound of my voice, either watching these broadcasts, listening to them on iTunes, watching them on website, however they're getting these messages. I'm asking you, reveal yourself. Minister to them, Holy Spirit. And Father, I'm asking you to speak through my lips, think through my mind. I yield myself to the gifts and operations of the Holy Spirit to fulfill the calling you've placed upon my life. And I'm asking you that every person hear accurately, see the truths revealed in these messages. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Well, glory to God. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a series of messages. I want to establish a timeline for you. 
And we're just going to follow a path that the Lord's had me on for quite some time now through the New Testament on into the Old Testament. And just on the, the whole wide screen concept of living life and the power to do so. Glory to God. He has given unto us everything that pertains unto life and godliness. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly till it overflows. Glory to God. Well, (laughs) I got to pay attention to business here. (laughs) If you have your Bibles with you, open them with me to Matthew chapter 8. And if you don't have your Bibles with you, if you've got one close by, hit pause and go over there and grab it. I want you to put your eyes on this. It's going to be very important to follow through. We're going to look at we're going to look at several scriptures, well, a lot of scriptures over these next few broadcasts, and um, we're going to trace some timelines. We're going to look at one incident. It's it's in the uh, three of the four gospels, but we're gonna we're gonna look at it in two because there's some things, some key elements that I want you to get out of uh, different accounts, different observations uh, by the writers. Glory to God. So, all right, now, you got your Bible now, and you got back, you're comfortable, you're ready to go. Okay, Matthew, chapter 8, and let's start with uh, verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Well, glory to God, you can stop and preach on that. That's his will. He'll never change. There's no shadow of change in him. If it's his will to heal then, it's his will to heal now. Glory to God. I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. Now, there's a couple places where it says he marveled at their unbelief. I'd rather have him marvel in this way. He marveled and said to them that followed, Verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Glory to God. And then he goes on to to teach a little bit. And it said, Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour. Glory to God. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Glory to God. Now go with me. How much time we got? Oh boy, okay. So, 
Go with me over to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. And we're going to look at this account in Mark 4 because there's a lot of things going on. This was a very, very busy time period in in Jesus' ministry and, and, and in the disciples. As a matter of fact, if you look here in uh, Mark chapter 4, uh, let's see, over in verse 34, it says, But without a parable spoke he not unto them, and when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Well, if you look back there in, in Matthew, where we just were, Matthew 8, if you look before where we were, Jesus was teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching, it is all read from chapter 5, verse 3, all the way up to where it starts talking about the centurion in uh, chapter 8. Well, there's one, okay, there's two verses that, at the end of chapter 7. But other than that, it's all read. Jesus is teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching. Like Mark 4 said, he expounded all things to his disciples. So there was a lot going on. And there's, a, there's another part of this that I want to bring to your attention in Mark chapter 4. Now, if you go back a little bit uh, in Mark, this, the same account with the centurion is, is, is listed. But it's, it's a little further back. So, they've just been through this illustration, this example right there in front of them, of the centurion, and how speaking the word only, Jesus marveled at that that level of faith and said to those that followed, that means the disciples were standing right there with him when he said, I've not found faith like this in all of Israel. That included them. (laughs) Included. I mean, he's using this as an example right here. All right, so we go from we go from the centurion and now we're going over into chapter 4 and he's teaching and he's expounding and so I want to go ahead and go down to verse 13, okay? And he said unto them, "Know you not this parable? No, how then will you know all parables? The sower sows the word." All right. Now remember what he said what he what he said about the centurion when the centurion said speak the word only. All right? We're tying this together now. So now here's a second example about the word. Not only we know it's the greatest faith that Jesus had seen and he marveled at it, now he goes on to teach about the word. The sower sows the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown into their hearts. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, heard the word. Draw your attention. Make a a note of that. When they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and having no root in themselves, and so endure 
but for a time afterward when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world. Now, make a note there on that word care. We're going to come back and see it later, okay? That's very important. And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. It doesn't produce. The Word doesn't produce. The Word of God itself will not produce because of these things. Can you grasp the magnitude of that? You're talking about the Word of Almighty God not being able to produce results, not being fruitful in these people's lives because of cares, because of deceitfulness of riches, lust of other things entering in. Now, it has to enter in. It can't just be a fleeting whatever. It has to enter in. But if it does, even if the word's in there, it'll stop it. It'll keep it from producing the desired results. This is serious business, my brothers and sisters. Now, we're going to see how serious here after a while. We may not get to it till next broadcast, till we get to the fullness of it, but... But we're going to see it. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, and it brings forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Now what determines whether it's thirty, sixty, or a hundred? Well, I taught on that, I believe, Oh my goodness, if you look at the broadcast from July of 2018, I taught on how to maximize the yield from these good seeds. It's in John chapter 15. I'll just give you a, I'll just give you a sneak peek on that. Go back on that. We teach on that quite a bit back last July. And then Jesus goes on and expounds some more about it. He says, A candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick. For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret but that it should come abroad. Now listen, pay attention here. Verse 23. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Well, everybody out there that he was talking to had these things on the side of their heads. He's not talking about physical ears. He's talking about the ear of the heart. He talks about he talks about hearing the word when they have heard the word. Okay, so now we're talking about hearing. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. He's talking about hearing the word. And when he said to them, "Take heed what you hear. With what measure you measure it, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear, unto you that hear, shall more be given. For he that hath, has what? Has ears to hear. That's what he's talking about. Hearing the word. 
For he that has ears to hear, to him shall be given. And he that hath not ears to hear, from him shall be taken even that which he has. Now, understand, it says, Oh, my alarm's going off. Glory to God. Wow. Okay. Um, understand, he is talking about hearing. And measuring it and how you measure it is how it will be measured back to you. Take heed how you hear. Now, let me give you a natural example and you'll see immediately what I'm talking about. Husband and wives, particularly husbands and wives that have been married for a long time. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I hear when I use the term selective hearing. <laughs> Glory to God! You know I saw something the other day said. Um, uh, my wife, my wife told me she said, uh, "You haven't heard a word I've said, have you?" And I thought that was an awfully strange way to start a sentence. <laughs> now, 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 I'm not advocating that. Now, all right, but but you get the picture. If you give weight to something, if it's a priority in your life, then you will give heed. You will pay attention. You will make it utmost importance to pay attention and hear and listen to that word. That goes back to the centurion. Speak the word only. Well, Jesus can speak the word, but how are you hearing it? How you hear it, the importance that you give it, is how it will be given back to you. It's how it will produce. It's how, my goodness, it goes back to that teaching on 30, 60, and 100 fold. How are you hearing it? Are you living and abiding in it? As it talks about in John 15, are you living and abiding in the word? That's how you need to measure it. You live and abide in it, it'll live and abide in you and it will produce a hundredfold. It will produce maximum yield in your life. Glory to God. That's we're completely out of time for this broadcast. Pay attention to the word. Give heed to it. Measure it greatly in your life. And as you do, the Word will measure you greatly. Hallelujah. Well, we'll get into this deeper next time. And uh, trust me, you're going to want to come back. It's leading into some very, very crucial things for life and godliness. This, this, once again, <laughs> this is David Weeder telling you, remember now, Jesus is Lord.